Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is episode uh, eight of season twelve. Uh, I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Morning. And with me is Carl Campbell. Howdy. And you would have guessed once again. Uh, we, uh, Kyle, and I are sitting in the ale house, um, and Jeff is already escaped into. Well, you're still in Estonia, right? Uh, yeah, still in Estonia. So I'm just a bit of a uh, bit of a city break from London. Bastard. We mean that in the nicest way we can. But, <laughs> As but, always. But it does highlight the very good point of what this episode is about, which is travel. Because I feel like so it is. It's winter in um, Melbourne right now. Um, Brunswick is really freaking cold. Uh, we had like two degrees, which is the, the other day, which was colder than I've felt all year. Um, it was good fun having to uh, having to bust out thermal jumpers. See, at least you have thermal jumpers. I don't even know that. Uh, but uh, every, uh, for me personally, every year I escape the winter and go off to a warmer climate for like almost a month or so, um, which uh, is kind of good. But it's also, I feel like everyone else in um, Australia kind of does that as well. And if you um, sometimes it's as far as you know. Um, Queensland, sometimes you just find somewhere that you can find something that escapes your own um, city. But, Jeff, you've escaped all the way to Estonia. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, so actually, so the, the purpose of the trip over here was actually to check out both um, both Helsinki and Tallinn. So Helsinki, obviously, in, in Finland, but they're like a two-hour ferry ride across, uh, across the water from each other. I, I don't really know... Uh, don't really know what the. I'm told it's three hours. I don't really know what the um, the distance or whatever is, but uh, it's about 80 k's actually. So it's, it's not. It's 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 quite a slow boat. The boat was pretty funny actually. It was just full of just Finnish people just dancing and drinking. Like I was literally on the ferry at nine o'clock in the what? morning, and they were encouraging us to go to the bar and drink. It was great. Uh, what, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hang hang hang. So that was that was a thing. How long had they been on there for? Um, well, no, I think they'd all just boarded that morning. So I think it's very literally just does the Helsinki Talon route. And, yeah, everyone was just getting on it. It was like there was some dude just walked back, you know, at, at before the boat had even left the dock with a beer and a shot and just sat down and proceeded just to get hammered. It was awesome. <laughs> and I'm assuming you got on it? Uh, I'd had a very big night the night before, so I kind of had a bit of a snooze. I was tempted, but I couldn't <laughs> quite. I couldn't quite do it. It was also the beer was terrible. It was like the local, like sort of macro lager thing, whatever it was. So I kind of figured I wasn't missing much. It's not like, uh, you know, in the US where they'd have you know dogfish head or something on 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 the ferry. That is, that is bizarre. But I, I guess it does kind of flag um, the, you know, we uh, we have such. Um, I suppose, re- reserved conservative views of, you know, when you can drink and what you can drink at what times. But that doesn't apply mm. to the rest of the world. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I guess, you know... So, but, but, sorry, go. No, go on. I, I was just going to say, you know, um, other than mimosas and, um, you know, Bloody Marys, that's about as far as our um, conservative values will let us go. Yeah, that's right. That's, well, I mean, unless we're sort of, you know, at home by ourselves or we're like you know we're drinking out of teacups i suppose <laughs> well teacups are very important i mean um you know you gotta have that disguise <laughs> yeah that's right that's right it's 
got to keep up appearances. <laughs> uh, for those playing at home or that haven't heard, um, uh, teacups is what we usually um, put booze into when we're on public transport. Oh, you'll never know. <laughs> anyway, what have you found, Jeff? Uh, so, yeah, so Helsinki went, went to a couple of cool places. Went to, uh, and I mean, we'll get onto this um, a little bit later in terms of what we look for in terms of, sort of venues, but sort of basically found places that were pretty much just like sort of craft beery, divey kind of places that you'd find in, in, in Melbourne. But, you know, it was, it was actually quite good. They were all showing the World Cup, which is on at the moment. So I was quite getting into that. But probably the most interesting beer or the, my favourite beer that I found was this, uh, this beer called the Swedish Radio by Cool Head Brewing, who are, are Finnish. It was an, an oat cream IPA, so it was kind of, you know, kind of oatmeal-y, but sort of creamy, neepery kind of, yeah, but that, that was that way. was pretty awesome. A little bit sweet as well, which is quite nice. Sounds um, amazing. Did it have added lactose? Uh, probably, yes. And I guess oxytocin as well, by extension. <laughs> Ram full of oxytocin. You can't move for oxytocin. That's right. Um, then I also had this one, this sort of milk stout called the Coco Jumbo, also by Cool Head, which just reminded me of that song from the mid-90s with people sort of dancing on the beach and stuff, which I can kind of never quite get out of my head. Yep, Mr. President. Um, yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and, and sorry, Kyle, I haven't replied to your message on this, but I did find um, the, the Pancake Stack um, beer by, um, by, by Omnipolo, which was a... Yeah, which was awesome. It was basically just like just yeah, smelt and tasted of, of maple syrup. But I think I think you're right. I think it is a pretty recent release. But you know, the bartender just sort of I sort of had um I'd sort of already had a, a stout and the sort of asked the bartender what next and he said I said I just had this in yesterday and it was awesome. So I had it. yeah, it was amazing. So that was that was pretty cool too. So yeah, lots of cool venues around um around both Helsinki and 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 around Tallinn as well. And just like yeah, just sort of really just enjoying getting into the the local um, local crafties and sort of really trying to kind of you know prefer again like I said on the last episode like if you're looking at an American parallel lots of different options here if I'm looking for a milk stout lots of different options I may as well try the locally made one and, and sort of mm. see what they're all about but uh, have you found and I guess this will lead into our next conversation but have, have you found that there's always the uh, you know how um, every airport always has Heineken have you found that every place still has like a few, you know, stone arrogant, stone arrogant bastards or something like that? <laughs> um, yeah, there was there was a bit of stone stuff um, around. Most not on draft though. Mostly like they'll have it in cans or in bottles or something like that. So yeah, there there is a bit of that. But I, I you know, I did find most of the. Um, the imported stuff was actually a lot from the UK, which I guess makes sense given that they're, mm. you know, proximity closer in the kind of the EU trade zone and, you know, no, no the bar acts there to screw up things and things like that. <laughs> that makes sense. So, did you hear about the fart thing? No, no, no. I, I was kind of nodding so, and smiled, but I didn't know what it was. So, so Trump wants to withdraw from the ATO and introduce the United States Fair and Reciprocal Tariff Act, aka FART. Art act. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> oh, buddy. And it, uh, it, it's the sort of thing that, of all countries, the UK would have a, um, like a, a field day with. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, Twitter and memes and everything. This is it, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. No, I I can't. I don't know how I've missed it. I'll track it down after. But but it, I think. Uh, I think that one thing, and uh, so uh, one of the uh, 
One of the reasons, like, so you mentioned the World Cup, which kind of gives a game away there. We're recording a couple of these episodes early because um, I am, the World Cup is still on, but I am off to be, like, hanging out on a beach in Indonesia from next week. Oh, that sounds uh, awful. Yeah, it's, it's going to be terrible. Uh, and so naturally, I decided that, um, that I would work out if that there was any actual craft beer in Indonesia. And so my method for doing this was um, ever since we booked the flight, I've just been um, slowly looking at the places to um, see where I could. But basically just been doing Google searches of um, craft beer um, in the particular city that we're going to, uh, or cities that we're going to, see what the heck was around. And I guess, I mean, I found one craft brewery and there's a couple of, like, dive bars, but... Guys, what are your methods as to how the hell I should find a um, find craft beer in a foreign country? Well, mine always start with... I, I always do the, the Google lookup and starring places on the map going, OK, I should check out this, I should check out this. But it all, all really starts with getting to that first venue. You get in... Hopefully, it's... Usually, I try and find a small, high-quality craft venue... And then it just goes, talk to the bartender. <laughs> Most of the people that work at those venues love their beer. They know the places to go to and they love being able to recommend stuff to people. They go, oh, you know, my mate runs this venue. You should check it out. They've got some cool stuff. Or you should go here. The guys there are great. The hospitality is a, a great depth of knowledge for, <laughs> for going out to bars. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, I'm kind of similar. I mean, the, the one thing I used to do quite a bit was to use um, rate beers. You know, they, for each city, they've got a kind of craft beer guide with, like, you know, venues and ratings and stuff. However, I've, to be honest, I've found that to be, like, less and less useful over time. Maybe it's more useful in the States, but definitely in Europe, I've found it to be kind of almost next to useless in terms of it. You know, when I'm just walking around, I find five venues which are all awesome, which are nowhere on the list and stuff. So I don't think my tastes are that different from... Um, you know, the average rate beer user. So I'm not sure what's what's going on there. But yeah, you know, I, I, I think just Googling and just finding travel blogs, like there are just so many people out there now talking about craft beer. Like there'll be, you know, if I search any major city, there'll be at least five or six people with, you know, their craft beer guide and, and just, you know, working through that list. And then kind of like the way that I did... Um, research for my, for my for my research essay that I did in, in honours at university, what you do is you read the paper that you're... Stick with me here. Stick with me. You <laughs> I, read the paper I, I, that you're I'm not even smiling here. No. You then read all the papers in the bibliography and then you read all those papers and you read all the papers in the bibliography of those papers and eventually you end up getting referred back to the one you started with and you know you've kind of covered your topic area and same here, right? You... You go to those five bars, you find out the bars that they like to go to, you go to those bars, you find out the bars they like to go to, and eventually you get referred back to where you started from. Then you know you've kind of completed the craft beer web of, uh, of a city. So that, that's kind of a nice sort of, you know, um, somewhat convoluted analogy for the way that I kind of look for craft beer venues. That is hilariously scientific, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, like always a good wealth of knowledge is your friends who you trust their craft like their beer taste yeah I know yeah, I've yeah. got a, a hell of a lot of recommendations from you know Chris Paul and you and yeah I've been to most of them and had a really good time with them and then that 
you know, that works yeah, out through reciprocal where you go, oh, well, you were there. Did you see anything that I didn't recommend you to? And you're like, oh, yeah, I went to this place. You should check it out. I actually find the other thing that's actually been really good, and, and you know, this is kind of a shout out to the people listening, is that actually I found the the the, the Bronze Beer Collective Instagram being a good way to find tips places. Like I'll post a photo of being in a craft beer place, and some kind soul will post a comment saying, "Hey, you're in this city. You should also check out these other four places." And and that's worked out really well for me as well. Oh, they just yeah. happen to own all those four places, <laughs> and it's self <laughs> self promotion, and they're all independent. <laughs> They're definitely all independent, clearly. They've got the label. Well, as I said, I managed to, um, because I guess Indonesia is a largely Muslim country, except for Bali, which is all Hindu. And so I think that's where the... Uh, that uh, I know there's one singular craft brewery, which is uh, called Stark Brewing, and all I want to think of is it's Iron Man. <laughs> Um, but it's it looks it, oh, they do like a lychee beer and things like that and it looks quite cool so that could be interesting and every Google search I did pretty much brought up it as like the top of it so either the, either they're everywhere or they've really nailed their SEO I don't know which yeah. um, but I'm but I'll be very uh, I will definitely be taking the approach uh, the approach of asking every bartender I meet what the next what, what bar I should be going to. Um, yeah, just being like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm liking this. And they'll be like, well, the, we're the only place. Stay here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, d- I did look up. It was really funny that I looked up um, uh, in... We're, we're going to a place called um, Kupang, um, which is like an industrial sort of city. And uh, I looked up, um, you know, craft beer in Kupang, and there was just like one... Um, every search I did came up with one um, bar that was essentially like beer and barrel. And it was some sort of rest, uh, some sort of hotel bar, and it just looked really, really like hilariously bogany. But it's—I I suspect it's the only place in town that sells beer. Oh, amazing! You got to—you got to check it out. Oh yeah, e- even if it's super bogan. Well, we almost booked a hotel there because <laughs> it, it booked that hotel just for the sake of it. But I think we—I think we didn't like the rooms or something. But you know, let's be honest. If I booked there, I wouldn't need the rooms. Yeah, well, when we were in Japan last time, we got recommended this this bar by a, uh, a cocktail bartender, and we rocked in, and we were looking for a small, intimate cocktail venue, and we went into a place that had about 300 seats <laughs> and was blasting techno music and had smoke machines and lasers and... The hell? Was very much not what we were looking for. So it doesn't always work. <laughs> um, Jeff, have you ever had times when your the recommendations um, lead you astray? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I've not had too many sort of yeah offbeat kind of recommend. I mean, normally it's just myself leading myself astray, really. Like, and 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 I think probably. The best example was somewhere in in Tokyo where we a mate and I were just wandering around. Like we'd we'd been at a, a craft brewery, um, finished there about eleven. One of our one of our colleagues um, had to go home. He's got a young kid, which is entirely fair. Uh, and we sort of you know just asked for sort of general suggestions around where to go, and they just sort of pointed us in some direction. And we were in this area 
um, called Golden Guy with just all these small bars and sort of ended up in this going picking a place just by going, well, this place says not suspicious out the front. We should go there because it's wait, definitely <laughs> suspicious. Wait, wait, does it actually say not suspicious out the front? Yeah, there's a piece of paper stuck to the front of the bar that says not suspicious and an arrow pointing upwards. So we went like, all right, that is we'll try that. And then, awesome. yeah, we just end up there till 4.30 in the morning. It was great. <laughs> Wait, wait. What? What was? Uh, what was in not suspicious? What made it? Uh-huh. Uh, it just. We just ended up just talking to like there was an American couple who were controlling like the iPad, just cracking out all these like random tunes, like all, all this like Euro techno stuff that I seem to secretly know in the back of my head, but I just sort of never realised that I know until I hear it. like there's like the Dota song and like a few other sort of just random sort of songs that um, that I seem to know when they when they go on, and then there was this Japanese guy who obviously been like educated in the UK because he kept asking things like, oh, do you guys know Midnight Oil? And so we just chatted to him for ages. And so, yeah, like it's the kind of place where if I'd walked in there at 8 p.m., I would have just walked straight out because it's like, because you can still smoke in bars in, in Japan. So I would have just gone, no, nah, I can't deal with this. But at like 11 o'clock after having had many beers, we're just like, yeah, let's do it. This is awesome. Although, Jeff, I feel like we, um, uh, you just brushed over something bigger there, but was the fact that I've never heard you do an English accent before. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. It's. I mean, you you probably never want to ever again. It's not. It's not ideal. <laughs> Is that the limit of the accent? Pretty much. <laughs> um, so I I think the uh, I will take all of the stuff on board, and I expect to be able to report back with some really stupid um, stories of what the hell happened. Um, although I hear there's also we're going to um, one of the islands where apparently they do a lot of homebrew. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen there. Um, apparently, it's strong and diesel fuel-like. Yeah. Chris comes back blind. Exactly. Um, and I suspect. <laughs> and I suspect. That At least you can still record the podcast blind. All right. Like it doesn't exactly. require you to I, see. I know where the buttons are. Um, and God, that's awful. <laughs> and uh, then, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I got totally sidetracked by being blind. Um, uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's roll this back around because the one last thing is by the time you everyone hears this, uh, it's going to be Bendigo and the Hop. And as many of you know, Bendigo and the Hop is another good way to escape winter using beer because it's right at the end of winter. It's like end of August. Yeah, late August. The, the promo video popped up the other day and I had a watch and Does it look like saw my one? face two or three times. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, what, what, um, was I any, anywhere there? Not that I saw. Uh, rude. Uh, I mean, it, we usually appear in most of the good good beer week promos. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I just wanted to um, flag one thing because that um, when you're listening to this, that, that may be your your escape. So, uh, our good friends at the Old Wives Ales, they have got together with the people from the Hop Supply Company, and they have put together, I'm told, a Raspberry licorice stout, which sounds kind of cool. So, if that you're around and you need, if you're going to Bendigo on the Hop, we highly recommend you check that out because they do some good shit. Yes, and it, uh, also if you're up in in Bendigo at the moment, the guys <laughs> from Flight Fried Chicken Bar just released a chicken salt goza. What? Yeah. So. Uh, you would, you would recall Flight as the fried chicken bar we tried to go to in the middle of that shopping centre and they were closing. That was really sad. Yeah. 
So they just made a, a goza with chicken salt. I didn't know it was in them. Mate. And That's really the label cool. looks like the Twisties logo. So we'll see how long that lasts. Hopefully they're still making it by the time we get up there. So on, on that travel note, um, Jeff, I think once again, you have to leave us for much um, nicer pastures. Oh, well, no, different. Not necessarily nicer. No, I'll bet they won't be but as Yes, cold. I will have to have. No, uh, no, it's it's actually even though it's allegedly summer here, it, it was freezing yesterday. So it's actually it's probably not quite as cold as Melbourne, but it's not as warm as you might imagine. <laughs> Damn it! You're destroying the entire fantasy going on here. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 28 in London tomorrow when I'm back there. It's like so, just so you know, it's uh, we'll, we'll, the the fantasy is still alive. Dang it! All right, that makes sense. Um, then we will we will say goodbye to you here and let you go about your business. Um, see you guys. Um, see you, Jeff. Uh, and we're going to go off and drink some actual international beers. Hey. And we have moved on to a beer that's, well, I mean, it's kind of international. I mean, from Australia's perspective, it is, it's New Zealand, which is, it's, it's across a ditch. It's, it's international, um, except, you know, um, you forget that, you know, you need a passport to get into New Zealand, for mu- but for much of our lives, you didn't need one. Yeah. Um, thank you, Titan Security. Anyway, this is, the, this is the Cheech and Chong Fresh Hop IPA from Behemoth. And Australians, if you hadn't, haven't heard of Behemoth, that would be because uh, in Australia it's called Chur. Yep, Chur, bro. Um... Yeah, because of a um, little little copyright controversy with kaiju. Mm. Because of their own Behemoth beer. Yeah. Um, so, no no issue between the two breweries. Mm. They just, <laughs> to, to solve the problem, they were just like, mm. let's just call ourselves something mm. different when we're in Australia. Right. Which is definitely going to be complicated later on. So this is the Chichen Chong Fresh Hop IPA. Um, of course, Behemoth also made the, uh, I didn't have it, but the, the controversial um, uh, Donald Trump. Ah, uh, yes, the Dump the Trump. Which is, uh, look, I just like, the, like how cool they played that whole thing. Ah, oh, that, that was just an entertaining day for all. <laughs> so I just saw multiple people going through because you know, because it was on put up on the internet, there was immediately a backlash, and a lot of people in the states who did not like that they criticised their president started giving <laughs> them uh, one star reviews on Facebook. So people just took it upon themselves to basically push back and troll these people, just being like, "Ah, oh, amazing!" Like. I can't believe these guys get their beers over to Texas or to here. Like, <laughs> oh, where did you try it? Like, I live in that state. I'm trying to find it. What bottle shop was it at? <laughs> um, if there's one thing, for worse or for better, if there's one thing that you can rely on the craft beer community for, it's um, camaraderie and stupidity. Um, yeah, and it, like you... they Their rating got trashed. Like, initially, they're... They dropped from close to a five to something like three and a half. And by the end of the day, they were back to like 
you kind of get back to the position that they were, but mm. they were still, they'd only ended up dropping like a couple of points. It was like four, 4.7 rather than 4.9 because they got so many five-star reviews from people <laughs> that had had their beer that were like, this is fucking stupid. Um, it, I, I guess if there's one thing, one takeaway we can take from this, uh, alt-right, um, if that... Uh, if you want to take someone on, I suggest not taking on the craft beer industry. Yeah. Just go have a yellow belly. Read the label of that. And, uh... <laughs> Is that the clan one? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that makes sense. Um, a, compl- a complete with um, tiki torches. Um, uh, anyway, let's move on from the alt-right before they track us down with um, tiki torches. Yeah. Um, so this is the Cheech and Chong uh, Fresh Hop IPA. It is described on Untapped as... A fresh hop New Zealand IPA made with fresh hop Nelson Sauvin and Sauvin or Savin um, and Cascade hops. One represented Cheech and the other Chong coming together and blazing it up right nice. I like the description. Yeah. Um, I think they've nailed the description. Um, and I just want to flag the first one, first check in. Just for the sake of it, uh, John D, who seems to be wearing a hat and an oversized beard, um, checked his beer in with 4.25 at bus stop 3896. Good work, John. Right. Yeah, so uh, Robert H had this at, uh, at Behemoth. Four, fresh, juicy, zesty, crisp, punchy, tangy, fresh, massive in the mouth, fresh, fresh, fresh. There's a lot of commas in that uh, in that comment. For four point five, but he had it from the can. Sweet. Uh, Paul O at location unknown said, "Happy hoppy blasey birthday." Dot dot dot. To me, smiley face emoji. Well, it's actually like um, the ASCII version, so it's a colon plus a dash plus a um, bracket. But happy birthday, Paul O. That was. Uh, Okay, that was two hours ago. Good work, Paul. <laughs> so they must have recently released this as well. Mm, mm. Uh, Michael C. Cloudy, man. Must be a cloudy day. Herbaceous, smooth, radical, man. 4.25. <laughs> I think a lot of people are playing up the fact that it's a Cheech and Chong beer. Well, I don't know. I, I thought about that, but I don't know anything about Cheech and Chong. Other than the fact that Cheech Marin is in it, and Cheech Marin was in uh, that Nash- 70 show. No, Nash Bridges. He's <laughs> okay. like the sidekick in Nash Bridges. That certainly wasn't where I was expecting you to go. No, I, I, I remember because that was like Don Johnson after Miami Vice or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Was Don Johnson in Miami Vice? Oh, no, wait. Yeah, no, Cheech Marin was in, in yeah. that. Who, whoever Chong was. He was in Tommy Chong. Oh, he was in that seventy show. I had look. I had no idea about either the, either of these people. But yeah, classically, the probably the most famous early stoners <laughs> style. So Shark had this at the Gilbert Street Hotel in Adelaide. Wait, someone named Shark? Yep, apparently it's kind of awesome. And at one of my favourite venues in Adelaide, awesome beer, really smooth, great taste. Would be even better with a couple of sli- with a couple of spliffs, five <laughs> stars. Well done. Yeah, I know that's. It's very rare. Oh, fuck. Um, 
Andrew T also had it at the Gilbert Street Hotel. He got seven badges. <laughs> How do you get... Uh, I guess you get seven badges through obscurity, but well done. Yeah, so it was a high alcohol drink like a kiwi, I believe an IPA, Wheel of Styles, hopped up, middle of the road, verified adventure. <laughs> Good work. So I have uh, Lindsay at Marsh Point. And she simply said, hmm, New Zealand, which I quite like. Uh, got, she gave it five stars out of a can. And she earned the For the Can level 34 badge. Uh, give me one more. Uh, Swampy had it at Gilbert Street Hotel. Insert Cheech and Chong quote here, 3.75. Okay, I, I like what Swampy <laughs> did there, because I wouldn't know a Cheech and Chong um, quote either. So, all right, all right, all right, what do we think about this? I'm really keen on this beer. Like, just the initial aroma of it, you can smell the hops so prominently. Mm. But, and is, do they smell like a combination of uh, Nelson Sylvan and Cascade? It does smell like that sort of tropical grassiness of Nelson Sylvan. I don't have, like straight descriptors for Cascade straight off my head but I'm really enjoying it. the, the flavour is amazing and hits what I want for just a, most of the IPAs that I've had coming that have come out recently mm. have been New England's mm. I like one that's not afraid to shy away from being big and bitter okay I see that argument I mean because I guess you know if you flip New England's <laughs> around in some respects they kind of they're kind of safe. They're, they, they're usually not bitter. Yeah, well, that's, that's the style. They, they mm. want to be juice more than bitter. Mm. They want to still taste like a beer, but they want to be yeah. just Big hazy. and breezy. Yeah, exactly. You want it to be like tropical juice mm. rather than hoppy, hoppy IPA. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, I, really, I really like this as well. Um, I... Uh, granted, you know, um, Nipahs are everywhere, but I think this does a really good job. And you're right, it is that little bit, little bit bitter, but it's kind of nice to have that. It's kind of like um, the mango beer yeah. um, that we talked about previously, where the mango beer is one that essentially, you know, it has that bitterness to it. Yeah, that but really high astringent point. But it's really nice. Um, but I guess that means you don't drink it as fast. So, uh, out of five, what do we give it? Uh, I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a four as well. I think it's, it hits all the right spots. So, on that note, we should move on to our last beer for this episode. And we're back with our last beer for this episode, and actually for this season. But... This is a beer that has, uh, you know how that you, you see something at the bar, so um, in this case um, I've seen something at the Ale House for quite, uh, quite a while and I've walked past and I've got, I really want to try that, but I've never actually had like the balls to actually do it. That is this beer. <laughs> Carl, what is it? Uh, it is a tool's dangerously close to stupid amount of mango. So the dangerously close to stupid range from Tuol is a uh, 
is a, they're all double IPAs. And then it is stupid amounts of X, whether y, it be kiwi, peach, mango. I think there was but, guava I saw on the on tap list. Yeah, the the ones we've definitely seen recently were the kiwi, peach, and mango. But they've done all sorts of things. But what we're what we've gone with today, sticking with uh, oh the endless mango thing yeah, yeah. past this week and last week. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go with the mango. And it's, it doesn't, I was about to say uh, it doesn't quite have the, like, the harshness I expected from Mango, but uh, I suspect your comment just before we went on air about the fact that it's been here a while would indicate, would reflect a lot about the lack of harshness. Yeah, I think, like, there's definitely, there's definitely still hops there. There's definitely, like, the fruit is still there, but, you know, the, it's the problem with any... Any hot Ford beer coming to Australia, like unless you're flying it here, mm. who knows what it's going to be like when it arrives? There's always kind of a crapshoot for for buying international beer here. And of course, you know that's the whole you know beer mash just got in there. Awesome amount of every sort of you know Scando beer. Yeah, but so the like. All the best Hopford stuff that we had was flown over. Mm. We still had some that we shipped over that was tasting pretty good, but by far the best stuff was, you know, it was two weeks old or mm. three weeks old. You can't always win sometimes, and sometimes you'd, like, unexpectedly, like, benefit from it. I know when the revision... When revision came in for the first time, the sparkle muffin and the was it the gimme dilute? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When that first came in, like everyone had to pre-order it. No one knew what it was going to be like when it came in, and it was four weeks old, mm. and it was amazing. And people were like, "Holy shit! Like it's only four weeks old," because they expected it to be a lot older. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is like the. I was going to say the dangerously stupid part about this. Um, it is the absurd part about the fact that, um, you know, it, much like Nipahs or anything like that, when you've got something that is a bit of a risk um, as a style, it needs to be fresh, otherwise it's going to break. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can come into it because you can have hot forward styles come in there. Sometimes it's shipping, sometimes, like, a lot of it is storage throughout the shipping. So a lot of people try and cold store, some people don't. And you certainly notice that in the quality of the product that comes in. So there's, there's just factors at every, every single stop. Yeah, yeah, it, it could go dangerously wrong. And I'll admit, I am really just trying to add the name of the beer into everything I can say. No, no, it's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, something, something mango? No, you're not. Um, all right. First impressions. I like it. I, I can tell that had I had this... Well, I have had this sort of... What would that have been? About a month ago. Hmm. And it was definitely a lot brighter, but it is still really punchy. It's like they have put in a stupid amount of hops and a stupid amount of mango. <laughs> mango. So 
even though Summer's clearly dropped out, it's still pretty pretty forward in its mm. flavours. Mm. So if like if I had gone into if you'd brought this out and said, Oh, it's an IPA, a mango IPA it's sort of where I'd put that at the moment. Like I wouldn't say it's an imperial because I just don't think it's as punchy as it should be. But I I like it. Hmm. I, I'm right. I'm waiting for Vitil to really like disappoint me. <laughs> I know it's it's like one of those things where you know that on the horizon they're going to break your heart at some point. Yeah. You just don't know when it's going to be. Also, and how much you'll have spent to get yeah. that heartbreak. Also, doing doing the the podcast, it's keeps having making me stop every time I'm about to say the name, <laughs> just so I can like, no. I, I believe I'm saying mm. it right. It's too ill, but um, I, who knows? Maybe the person that told me that that was the the pronunciation was trolling me. I I've heard it a few times, and I really can't recall any of them with any clarity. But that could be because I've drank a lot today. True. Um, what are people saying about this? That I have untapped up now. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of comments so far. Um, yeah, there's a, there is a lot of just posts of people having it. Here you go. Uh, Christian E had this. Sweet, strong, fruity with a forceful bite of mango on the edge. Another success from the Danish to all. So it's, I, mm. I would say he's definitely had this overseas. Yes. And because it's in English. Yeah. Um, Matt E has, it doesn't say where, um, but he, sorry, he purchased it at Plaza Liquor, which is, where is Plaza Liquor? Tell me things untapped. Oh, it's in Kansas City, of all places. Uh, Tasty treat, exclamation mark. Some of the best-looking can art in the biz. No photo can do it justice. Musky tango tastiness. Um, That was on the 2nd of July, so... um, That was yesterday. I don't know the idea of when we're recording this. I'm I'm actually going to flag that comment. Mm. I really like the... The art on the can. It, it's kind of abstract, hand painted kind of thing. But it does frustrate the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, carry on. Because the variance between the mango, the kiwi, and the peach is very slight. There's slight hints of colour within this sort of grey and black and white, like sort of streaked, like painting. I can see where this is going. Yeah, which makes, when when you're stacking that on a shelf, makes it very easy to confuse all three of them. (laughs) Alright, I see this argument. Um, Yeah, I, I have... It's weird because I've always had in my mind the whole... Uh, the two old shandy or two shandy and I can vaguely remember what that can looks like and I was at Black Arts the other day and I saw that they had the um, they had a can of something that I knew was tour because of the style yep but I have no idea if it was a shandy but it, or another 20 other things yeah it wasn't a it wasn't a purple cityscape I believe the can was oh uh, you're right then it was probably 
Might have been one of these. I don't know. Because the purple cityscape was definitely the shandy. Because I loved that beer. <laughs> really, really? You like the shandy? Oh, yeah. D would you describe it as like licking a power, power line? Yeah, it was like licking a battery in the best way. <laughs> it, it was... It's ultra sour. Like, I love my sours. Sour. <laughs> it was actually a pretty beautiful beer. There you go. So, um, Martin B. Fruity, I think mango. Sweet, sharp, boozy, full, creamy. 3.75, purchased at Mitra, which is a liquor store in Denmark. Snap. So he's definitely getting it uh, fresh from the store. Uh, uh, what else have we got? I had a brief moment there where I almost read out your previous review. Um, <laughs> uh, Antepo didn't give it a rating, but he did give a picture of essentially just the top of his head. Um, and his eyes looking over the review, which is kind of impressive. I Good work on Tepo. He gave us 3.5 for Yep. So uh, Kevin R gave it 4. He said, nice. Lecker stirk ma super fruitig. Which I, well, lecker is, what is it, good? I think it's good. Yeah, so good we should be able and to that super fruity. All right. Uh, let's go for one more. Let Oh god, there's one that's written entirely in a language I don't understand. There's a lot like that. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm not even going to try. Um, good word, Vinny D, with your Lichhopic Aroma Mahil Frutig. I'm just embarrassing myself now. Um, well, here you go. Claire had it here at the alehouse, and she said, Thick like a glass of mango nectar, 3.75. It's not bad. Alright, what do we think about this? I like it. I look. I definitely think it could be a lot better. Mm. I'm giving it three point five, but I, I'd hazard a guess that if we had this fresh, we'd be giving it much higher ratings. I completely agree. I think it's very, given how long it's been lingering, yeah. it's very uh, weak relatively speaking but um, yeah if uh, 3.5 for me as well but if it was in its prime I feel like, feel like it would probably be a 4 yeah it just lacks that bite to it that you expect from a mango beer yeah you can definitely tell it's just dropped out a mm. bit more than you'd like yeah it, it means well that's the important part <laughs> um, and oddly I think with mangoes because um, when I was a kid I really didn't like mangoes um, like they weren't something that I liked but in beer I think they're fantastic. Yeah, see, that's where I'm at. I, I still am not a massive mango fan, but every mango beer I've had, I've really enjoyed. I d I, what does it mean? I don't understand. But we could go like that for days. So um, I think that was a 3.5 from both of us. Yep. Uh, we should finish up there. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, We've been Jeffrey Chi from across many ponds. We've been Carl Campbell. Sayonara. Uh, we've been Chris Shorten. And we will, we're off for about a month or so. Uh, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. Uh, but we will talk to you all after that.